From the Financial Times in London, I'm Jonathan Wheatley and this is FT News. A few weeks ago, Narendra Modi, India's Prime Minister, declared 86% of the country's banknotes invalid overnight. The banned banknotes must now be deposited in bank accounts by the end of the year. Otherwise, Mr Modi has promised they will become worthless pieces of paper. The immediate effect was to slam the brakes on the economy and many Indians are still trying to work out what the consequences are going to be. On the line with me is our correspondent in New Delhi, Kieran Stacey, to discuss it. Hello, Kieran. Hi, Jonathan. How's life? I mean, this must be one of the biggest cash crunches in history. How are people getting on with it? On the face of it, it's chaos. So the queues at the banks are enormous or have been for the last few weeks. They're finally starting to tail down a little bit. Huge sections of the economy have just stopped operating. Let me give you a personal example here. I'm trying to get some quite urgently needed plumbing work done to my flat. And I simply can't get a plumber to come out because I haven't got the cash and they won't accept anything but cash. So there are big sections of the economy which have just stopped working. There are other sections of the economy that are now working entirely on credit. I spent a couple of days last week in Orissa, one of India's poorest states, and whole villages there were operating on credit. And the question there people were asking was, how long is this going to continue for? How long will my vegetable seller keep giving me credit for? How long will my employer not give me the cash I need for? Having said all that, Indians are an amazingly stoic and adaptable and resourceful nation of people. And they've shown all of those qualities to the maximum in the last few weeks. And people are carrying on about their daily lives. But it really has been quite difficult. But presumably the government wasn't trying to slam the brakes on the economy. So two questions here. What was it hoping to do in the first place? And why did it do it so quickly without warning? Well, Jean Drez, who's an Indian economist, described the move as being like shooting at the tyres of a racing car. India's GDP was growing at 7.6% a year. That's what it grew at last year, and it was expected to grow by that, if not more, this year. We're now talking about half that level of growth and possibly no growth at all in this quarter. The reason to do it so suddenly was supposed to be to catch out people who got huge stocks of black money. Now, the black economy in India is a problem. It has been a problem for decades and decades. And part of that is manifested in hordes of cash that people sometimes sit on. So that you get all sorts of great anecdotes of people with false ceilings in their lofts and up there will be just piles and piles and piles of cash. And all of this is obviously to avoid paying tax. Narendra Modi is trying to find that money and start taxing again. The problem is the real black money, the people who've got serious amounts of money that might make a difference to the Indian inland revenue, have probably already squirreled it away in places that aren't cash. They might be in Swiss bank accounts, it might be in property, it might be in Dubai, it might be in large pieces of jewellery. The question is how much cash really is he going to take in and how much is that going to make a difference to the public coffers? I suspect not as much as has been said. Perhaps one of the hopes was that this would result in a big transfer of wealth from people who've hoarded their cash to ordinary people, but it sounds like a lot of the hoarders may actually be ordinary people anyway. Well, that's true. I heard one story of a man who was an instrumentalist in a local band, lived out in a village, you know, played weddings and that kind of thing. Not a rich man by any chance and had several thousand pounds worth of savings just in plastic bags. Went to his loft to fish it out and found it had all been eaten by woodworms or silverfish or something. So you do get these little stories of people who aren't that well off having saved thousands and thousands up just in cash. Having said that, most people who've got big piles of savings are not the poorer off. 
And there is a chance that there will be some redistribution here. I mean, if it is the case that they manage to collect in a serious amount of money and then distribute that in terms of a tax cut, let's say, or some kind of fiscal easing or some kind of government social security plan, that will be a fairly significant redistribution for the Indian economy. The question is, how much damage will the government have done with the lost growth in the meantime? What will happen in terms of getting it moving again then? There's lots and lots of cashless economies in the world. Is India getting anywhere close to having one of those? No. I mean, Narendra Modi has been talking in the last few days about having a cashless society, and there are huge benefits to that. It makes black money a lot more difficult to move around, for example. But the fact is 78% of transactions today in India are done through cash. You know, this is an economy that still runs on banknotes. It's still, in large parts of the country, an incredibly poor economy where you're talking about quite small denominations passing through hands. And even though it's the larger denominations that have been taken out of use, nobody wants to hand over change at the moment. The small denominations have become so valuable, in a sense, that nobody's actually handing them over. So there are lower sections of the economy that have frozen up as well. How does he get it going again? We've heard rumours that the Reserve Bank of India is going to cut interest rates next month when it comes to make its next interest rate decision. It cut by 25 basis points last time. There's been talk of it doing the same thing again this time. Over the weekend, however, it made a move to insist that all banks should hold money that they've taken in in the last few weeks with the RBI in cash rather than buying up government bonds and pushing down interest rates. And one suspicion is maybe the RBI is starting to get worried about the chances of inflation taking off. And that suggests that we're not going to get an interest rate cut immediately. However, having said that, maybe we don't need one. We're already seeing private banks and some of the state-operated banks cutting interest rate of their own accord, simply because they've got so much cash now. So if they do that for borrowers as well as savers, we might see a bit of a fiscal boost through that. Are there any winners to this? Yes, there are winners. The most obvious winners are the financial technology companies who've been pioneering digital wallets and electronic payments. So there are two big players in this market in India. One is called Paytm, which is backed by the Chinese consortium Alibaba. The other one is called Mobiquip, which is backed by a group of international investors. The question is, which sections of the population are they currently serving? It's pretty much the urban, if not necessarily the elite, then at least the middle classes, people with smartphones. The people who've been really affected by demonetization, say, in the countryside and the poor, are less likely to have the technology to be able to use some of those systems. But certainly those businesses are doing well. Banks are doing well because suddenly they've seen the number of deposits they're holding rocket. Apart from that, most of the economy is starting to struggle, particularly on the consumer goods side. Businesses are saying that 40-50% of their business has dried up, simply because people are, either they don't have the cash to go and spend, or they're just too nervous about what's happening at the moment. They'd rather sit at home and hoard and wait it out and see what happens. And is there any suggestion that the government might be thinking again or trying to find ways of ameliorating the negative impacts? Well, the government changes its mind every few days on what it's going to do. But so far, not a lot of it has actually helped the situation. So at first, it reduced the amount that you could take out of the bank at any one time. Then it increased it again. None of this seemed to help. Then it said, right, we're going to only let people withdraw from their account once. And we're going to mark their fingers with indelible ink just to make it clear that they've made their withdrawal. Then they reversed that policy. Nothing seems to be helping. I think Now that they have said they're taking this money out of the economy, they certainly can't put those notes back into circulation. What they are trying to do is just get the new banknotes that are being printed out as quickly as they can. 
The problem is they said they didn't want anybody to be tipped off about this move in advance. Otherwise, they'd have moved their cash deposits into something else and avoided paying tax on them again. So they didn't start printing the currency before the announcement was made, which means they've really gone from a standing start to try and print billions and billions of dollars worth of currency. I saw one calculation that said this whole process could take six months before we're back to normal. Well, we will be watching very closely to see how it plays out. Kieran, thank you very much indeed. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quinn's is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns.